Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda is in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 10 of season 98. Our first question asks us, uh, what was Dick Clark's America's oldest of? <laughs> uh, my first thought on this was disc jockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remembered, oh, no, there was the, the thing about being America's oldest teenager mm-hmm. because of uh, his time on American Bandstand in, speci- in particular. Although I remember hearing it, I believe, for the first time based on like Dick Clark's Rock and Eve kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess I just hadn't heard it in the Bandstand years. But yeah, I was fairly confident that this is teenager. Yeah, I I had to shuffle through a couple of iterations like America's Oldest DJ, America's Oldest uh, MC, Mm. you know, bandstand host, like something that, you know, would speak directly to what he did in his career. But then I kind of rethought that just because he wasn't America's Oldest DJ or America's Oldest Mm. Host or anything like that. Like he, um, you know, that that didn't really speak to the question. and so I kind of thought, you know, just based on American Bandstand, that was definitely all about sort of the hits of the the current moment yeah. um, when it was on. And so that kind of led me around to, oh, yeah, he was uh, I, I, I think I must have heard him, you know, called America's oldest teenager. And that just kind of clicked into place once I thought of it a little differently that way. Um, I can't say exactly what tripped it for me, but. Uh, I also put down teenager. And that was correct. Question two asks us for the name of two Stockholm-born brothers who were famous art, famous in the art world, I should say. Right. Richard, the director of MoMA, and uh, Klaus, a pop artist with his uh, giant everyday objects. Um, and really all that gets me this one is the spelling of Klaus, C-L-A-E-S. Um, that one I've read enough times coupled with Oldenburg that I just knew that that would be this. And, um, honestly, if you had asked me who is the artist known for the monumental public installations of everyday objects, I would have been like, I don't know, Jeff Koons, um, you know, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Ah, (laughs) glad to help. Um, I, and so, yeah, just that, uh, I wouldn't have known, you know, what Richard's last name was if I didn't have uh, Klaus in the middle of the question there to clue me in that this was Oldenburg. I knew that I would recognize this when I heard it, especially the, the Klaus uh, mm-hmm. person. Uh, but I just couldn't grab onto it. And I was just thinking like de Kooning. No, I'm pretty sure that's Dutch and I believe it's Willem de Kooning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I thought there was another another guy who was probably American or British because I remembered he had like a really non Swedish sounding first name that was like de Kooning. I think that was Coons. I was think that was Jeff Coons, right? Sure, yeah. Um, I tried to think if uh, one of them could be Christo, mm. uh, but was fairly certain that he was French, and I believe his last name well. I mean, obviously, one of his names was Christo, <laughs> yeah. so he was not either of these, um, because I was pretty sure that 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 was not the last name. Was it wasn't Jeff Christo? Well, yeah, it wasn't Klaus Christo. 
Yeah. Um, so I just could not pin this one down. Um, I, I also tried to think, it took me forever to remember who's the guy who does all the mobiles. Mm. Calder yeah. finally came to mind. And then I realized, no, because those are mobiles or mobiles or mobiles or whatever. Uh, they're not just large versions of, of things. Um, plus, I was fairly certain that that was not a Swedish name either. Mm. Um, and I, I want to say it's Alexander Calder. It so, is. Yeah. yeah. So neither of these people either. So I just finally punted to the only Swedish name I could think of, which is Holm. <laughs> well, that's very sweet of you. Um, but it was Klaus Oldenburg yeah. and his brother Richard. I, I recognized that. I, I, I feel like it wasn't familiar enough for me to be like, oh, of course. But it was very much, oh, okay, yeah, Klaus Oldenburg, I've heard of that. Yeah, and for all I know, it's Richard or something like that. Mm. But, you know, it's spelled Richard to this American. Uh, by the way, all uh, artist first names, if we don't know them, are going to be Jeff yeah. from here on out. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, question three gives us a lot of criteria for a particular geometric figure that is defined by these four properties and asks us to name it. Uh, I, I figured this was a square. Because, oh. I mean, spoiler, it's kind of that in, mm -hmm. in the sense that all of the correct all squares are also the correct answer right uh, i just did not take into account that there's a version of a square that's a little different from a square right. and still fulfills all of these requirements so i said square yeah so this one i um i could pretty well picture what the figure would have to be based on the description of the opposite angles are equal all sides are equal and opposite sides are parallel etc etc um and so i initially pictured uh, well the name that came to mind first was parallelogram mm -hmm. um and then i kind of thought to myself but parallelograms don't have to have all sides equal right they could have you know two sides that are longer than the other two um so that and plus the fact that parallel was in the question I thought, okay, I can dismiss that. Mm. And then rhombus was the next thing to come to mind. Um, and that is one that I think I have set down in memory because our kids have learned it. Like, I, d I don't think I remembered it from my own schooling, but, um, you know, just th I th we may have one puzzle that, you know, like a little kid puzzle where you put the shapes in the little mm -hmm. shape holes. Um, <laughs> and so... Once I got to that, I thought, well, okay, this also describes a square. So do I feel pretty good about a square also being a rhombus? I think so. Mm -hmm. Not all rhombuses are squares, but all squares are rhombuses, yep. I think. Yep. So uh, once I kind of sorted out all those particular shape names in my head, um, I went ahead and mostly confidently put down rhombus. And that was correct. Question four asks us, what speech did Dwight Eisenhower's running mate give in 1952 to address accusations of corruption? So this is one of the questions that just bedeviled me for a good while after I read it, because it's one that I know, but the instant I read it, it's like it was chased out of my brain by 
I don't know, other thoughts, like other sure. thoughts just kind of crowded in there about I don't know, presidential dogs or just dog names in general, <laughs> like just swept it right out of there. Reasonable. Um, and so I spent a long time trying to think of, you know, and it was a two syllable name. Um, and I knew it wasn't Asta because that's the thin man's dog. Sure. Um, as, as if that had anything to do with anything. <laughs> so well dogs uh, dogs are like <laughs> racehorses uh, you're only allowed to have one name if, if you're in the high uh, you're, you're each each name is only allowed to go to one dog if you're in the high quarters of sure, power. you sure. have to register yes it. exactly um and, and so yeah i just it it took me a while to let this knock around and i i tried all sorts of iterations of you know like ruffles raffles snuggles bubbles um just different like he just kind of two syllable cutesy names mm -hmm. um and finally i convinced myself i have to put this away and let and clear out my working memory and let my brain do its thing where you know the little homunculus goes back into the uh stacks and you know riffles through the files back there um and so i did that like this is i was doing this kind of on my walk and I pause to think about, like, you know, how they've done some uh, re-landscaping of the land behind our elementary school. That's where I go walk. There's a pretty, you know, sort of little uh, drainage ditch that becomes a stream and there's a bridge. And they've they've sort of rewilded a section of it so that it's very picturesque. And we've got new trees. And so I look at, you know, gee, how are the trees doing? Are they holding in, uh, you know, holding up like you want the trees to do? Well, just sort of all these sorts of other thoughts could kind of sweep away those extraneous ones. Um, and then maybe a block or, you know, block and a half later, checkers popped right into my head. Um, I was like, yes, checkers, the, the dog that Nixon, you know, who is not named in the question. Mm -hmm. I guess that might be too much of a clue. Um, although Eisenhower's running mate, like, what are you going to do? Um <laughs> And so I thought, yes, Nixon gave that speech about checkers and, uh, you know, as it says in the question, very maudlin and kind of, you know, cloying, which was an amazing tactic for a dude who could only get creepier the more <laughs> cloying he leaned towards because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it was so transparent, um, at least from this historical perspective. I wasn't there. This was like 1952 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, once that popped into my head, you know, I felt very relieved that I finally thought of checkers. And that's what I put down. I spent considerably less time than your explanation remembering <laughs> that this is Nixon. Uh -huh. Nixon gave the checkers speech. Yes. Um, it's always kind of a thing that I have to remind myself of is... This had nothing to do with Watergate. Like oh, this was, yeah. not, you know, the 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 American people need to know whether their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. That mm -hmm. was Watergate, right? But 20 years earlier, mm -hmm. he had to tell the American people that he was not a crook, right? Just in different terms. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also the speech where he talked about uh, his wife Pat's good uh, Republican cloth coat. She doesn't oh have a God. she doesn't have a fur coat. She has a good Republican cloth coat. And oh wow! Yeah, it was a it was a whole damn thing. Uh, I've I don't I don't think I've ever, I've seen a, the speech, but I've read it, and it is 
just absolutely knowing what would happen over the next 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's, It's like you read the last chapter of the book. Wow. And then went back and... It's like the, the, the framing sequence uh, of a movie where you suddenly realize that, oh, that's who that's who the old guy was at the beginning of Saving Private Riot. It's Matt Damon. Okay, okay, now I get it. I had forgotten about that. So, yeah, yeah, this was, this was Checkers. And that was the correct answer. Uh, question five uh, gives us four clues to four code words in the NATO alphabet and asks what city name they spell of all random things. Yeah. So I'm going to take in directly inside my brain on this one. Oh boy. I this question. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Golf, Golf's a sport. Okay. It starts with a G. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Financial measure of active ROI. But mis- I have no idea what that might be. It's probably an, uh, a vowel. Alpha, Echo, India, Oscar, Uniform, Yankee. None of those ring a bell. Uh, it could be Lima. It could be Romeo, GL, GR, something like that. Eh, those don't work either. Maybe Lima sounds familiar, but eh, I'll come back to it. Okay, third one. Shakespeare character. Well, that's either Romeo or Juliet. Probably R. I don't think G something, J something would be would be a thing. Hmm. Uh, New York Judge. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Charlie. Judge Charlie. Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel, the Judge Hotel. No, the Hotel Judge. No. India, Juliet, Kilo, Lima, Judge Lima, Lima. No. Mike, Mike Judge. No, that's a different guy. <laughs> uh, November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee, Yankee, Aaron Judge, New York Yankee. Okay, okay. It was not Judge Judy. That's okay. Not somebody who was a judge. Okay, so it's G something R Y G. Oh, Gary, Gary. Okay, so would Alpha be a financial measure of active ROI, but misspelled? Entirely possible. A L F A instead. Sure, Gary. Yeah, this one. I. This is the question that finally forced me after I answered it because I was so disgusted um, with both. The question, frankly, and also (laughs) my lack of memorization of the phonetic alphabet, to memorize the phonetic alphabet for the rest of my morning walk (laughs) uh, after I submitted the questions. Or, no, that was my second walk in the day that I did that. Um, But I end up thinking, for some reason I had it in my head that the letter R was rugby in this alphabet. I don't know why, but I figured it's a four-letter city okay. name that starts with R, okay. Okay. which is a nice limited set of city names. Truthfully, yeah. if it's going to be a famous yeah. one, Rome. you know, Reno came to mind first Reno. because of you. Um, I thought of Riga, Latvia, and I thought mm. that would be a pretty random one for it to be. Um, but then Rome occurred to me, mm, and sure, I tried sure. to think of, you know, there could be a New York judge whose name started with E. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the Shakespeare character could be Macbeth, because, again, I don't have these letters memorized, so I'm just kind of mm-hmm. trying to backfill what this might be. Reasonable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just figured Rome was a nice high-profile city that you would bother to write a trivia question about. Like, this is yep. one of the worst payoff trivia questions I can <laughs> possibly imagine. Mm. Why do we have a question about Gary? 
you know, why bother translating it to the NATO alphabet and making clues based on that? Like, it's so, you know, it's like a shaggy dog trivia question. And I'm just annoyed that the payoff isn't better because it's Gary. Mm -hmm. There's no worse of a payoff city than (laughs) Gary. (laughs) You know, even if it trips along softly on the tongue this way, Gary, Indiana (laughs) is not what a Shakespeare would say. Um, so yeah, that I, uh, I, I put down Rome and thought I had a good shot at it. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, obviously I had to memorize that as mm-hmm. part of my military training. It's a good idea to have at hand just cause that way I can spell stuff to sure. people yeah. Yeah. without having to think of names and you can never think of names in the moment mm-hmm. and you always kind of mess up cause you pick something ridiculous or Something that isn't actually correct or like yeah. you know, P as in Phoebe or something like <laughs> K that. K as in night. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a, it's a good little tool to have in one's toolbox. Mm-hmm. And it does come up in trivia questions and mm-hmm. other times. True. I, I would say almost once every season or two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, there's pretty... some kind of NATO phonetic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so now I, now I at least have it memorized as of today. I'll have to keep practicing Fair. just to make sure I... Have it nailed down for the next time. Question six tells us that Portugal is the far and away world leader in the export of a particular natural resource. And the largest buyer of it is the global wine industry. Ask us what that resource is. Yeah, so initially when I took a look at this, I thought about sulfur because I thought, I don't know Mm. what DeSobro stands for. Uh, Montado must be mountain or hill or something like that. Um, but I thought, no, I don't think the, the sulfites and things in wine, I think there are sulfites. I think those come about naturally. They're, you know, um, not added to the wine at some part of the process. Um, and so then I kind of thought, oh, well, what else does the global wine industry need to produce bottles of wine? Well, it needs cork, and I know that Portugal makes cork. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why. I don't know exactly how I know that. Um, I do know that there are also cork trees in Spain, which I know from the classic children's book, Ferdinand. Okay. Um, because Ferdinand would like to sit under the cork trees, which were illustrated, by the way, with okay. little corks, corks hanging, hanging from, from the, <laughs> the branches of the tree, which is not where the cork comes from. Um and so i wonder if that's where the fallout boy album comes from i never realized i oh didn't remember that and one of their albums is from under the cork tree oh which of course is much more hilarious when you realize what the initials are ah that's that's their kind of humor i see and mine admittedly yeah yeah so um i figured well this probably has to be cork because what else could you produce on this 1.8 million acre um you know, place that they're referencing. Um, and that, that seems like you would need a, a large area of trees growing, you know, the, the cork I think is really more like the, um, not the, either the bark of the tree or the pulp of the tree or whatever. Yeah, I, think, I think it's just under um, the bark. Yeah. So, um, I figured, you know, that the only answer that really seemed to fit the bill was cork. I, did not manage to get that far. Oh. Just uh, 
I tried thinking of all the things that go into wine, and obviously it's not grapes. Sure. Uh, you know, tried thinking of what is used in the production of wine. I, I briefly thought like oak for the barrels, uh-huh. but then I thought, oh, there's so many other things that use oak. So it, it can't possibly be like the world leader and the biggest buyer of of oak are, you know, Portugal and the wine industry, for God's sake. <laughs> Uh, and it just never occurred to me to think of the packaging. Ah. So eventually I settled on, and I honestly don't even remember how I managed to settle on clay. Oh, okay. like I don't know. I don't know if I thought that there was like a particular kind of clay that went into some part of it, like the vats or the, I just, I, I honestly don't remember what it was, but, ah. um, but I figured that it was like a particular kind of clay. Like they have a particular kind of mud that they rub baseballs in, in the major oh, leagues. Yeah. They have a, you know, there's always like, or they're, they're often like, you know, things in industries that are particular versions of a thing. Like there's some, just this one kind of what you would think of as a common thing, but there's this one version of it that works best. Like, sure. You know, cork. I'm sure there's essentially, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of trees have things like cork inside them, but this particular kind is what works best for wine bottles, cork or whatever. Sure. It's just what we call it. So. Yeah. But yeah, just, I, I said clay and I don't, I don't even remember how I got there. Well, shucks. Because it was The cork. answer is cork, yeah. yeah well done. That left me with five on the day. Um, it's one of the more annoying fives because of that Gary <laughs> question, but um, but I, I actually also feel pretty good about the other polls in there. So yeah, yeah some good ones. Yeah. So I had three. Ah, one yeah, of those days. Just absolutely didn't land anything. That's that's rough. Oh well. Well, we'll leave it at that then. Yeah, uh, that's it for today. So. Um, tune in tomorrow for more po- post-game analysis. Follow Learned Lag with all the vowels um, because that's how we roll on Blue Sky. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.